Hey, good morning. It's your girl Kilowatt. I am getting ready for work. I am um, waiting to see what spring sign up will give me. I don't know if I'm gonna have the same days off, which is a fucking bummer. Um, the only positive side of me having to switch days off would be uh, possibly getting a three day weekend once sign up switches. <laughs> Because I'd be going from um, Saturday, Friday, Saturdays to Sunday, Mondays. We're down 45 drivers and they're cutting routes. So the workload is going to increase with regard to traffic or foot traffic and the amount of passengers we carry and the time crunch and the turnaround time, which means more turn and burns. And so far, I don't see um, like a huge influx of money because I think they just bumped us up to 33, but that was only to match what they were offering drivers that were coming in. There's rumors of a $1,000 check coming in, but the fuck if I know when that's coming. But um, yeah, no, I had some fucking shit go down this weekend and I tried to explain it in a TikTok video, but I did a crappy job because I... I was, uh, I think I was uh, making TikToks for like 11 hours or something stupid. I went into like a go mode, creative time. Let's get this shit handled. And when I do that, I just start busting out all my drafts that I, that I'd started with sounds that I liked. And, uh, I, I really like mass producing it because it's, it gives you like a feeling of accomplishment. I know it seems silly, but I mean, all I do all day is drive in circles. Okay. So it's kind of nice to like, look at, um, a not, it's not necessarily tangible, but I did produce like a, like a, a thing. I put out a product and I guess that product is badassery. Badassery is my product and you're more than welcome to subscribe. Uh, (laughs) so that's cute. I did that. Um, but this weekend was fucking weird. It was so weird. So I rolled in on, I think it was Saturday night. No, Friday night, Friday or Saturday. I don't remember what day it was. And I'm going to get dressed while we do this. Um, Friday or Saturday, I rolled in. Sorry, that was my child. He's been calling me and he's the cutest thing in the world. So I have to answer. Uh, I'm back again. So Friday or Saturday, I roll into the market down the street from my house. Okay. And mind you, I'm in the bathroom right now. So sorry for the fan. Um, I roll into the market down the street from my house and I just run in to grab, you know, like two mics and I'm about to bounce. But the key fob on the keychain broke off when I pulled the keys out of the ignition. So the little um, ring that connected my keys to my keychain uh, snapped off because the key fob was attached to the key ring and it, and it broke off because the plastic broke on the key fob. So my keys and the key fob are both in the car, key fobs on the ground um, in the corner pocket. And my actual car keys have now moved to my seat, which I didn't notice because when I got out, it landed on my lap. So when I stood up, they fell off my lap, went in between my legs into the seat, and I got out of the thing. And I walked into the store, I got my beer, I walked back out, and I realized that my key fob's not there. And I'm like, what the fuck? So because of this, I <laughs> because of this, I end up... Um, panicking because I am on a budget right now. I mean, it's not like a great budget. I've like set aside like 
money for beer and food and gas, okay? Because that's what happens when you're like a low-key addict. You still make sure that you can like do that, right? So I'm learning to accept what I am. Like at least I know I'm working on it. And I've been listening to books on it and how to stop and just familiarizing myself with the process of owning my addiction so that I can defeat it. But first I have to like address the monster in the room. And so trust me, there have been tears. Like I'm learning that it is my fault. (laughs) And so anyway, um, I started to panic because I'm on a budget and I have all the cash in the world that I own that I've like set aside to live on in my backpack in my car. So I am a chick with no connections to network or community. I've got no fucking family that can help me get my car. And I'm like sitting there like, great. <laughs> there is like an, um, like an uprise or a rising number of catalog- catalytic converters. Cadillac converters, that's what they're calling it. Um, catal- <laughs> catalytic converters. It's like a really important part in your car. That's being stolen in Portland, specifically two blocks away from where my car is parked. And like people are doing this shit in broad daylight. And so I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to like, somebody's going to fucking steal my, I can't leave it here overnight. Like somebody's going to steal my shit, dude. So I'm panicking and I'm having like a full blown meltdown. And I realized quickly, wait, get your shit together because you know people that have AAA. So I called Jim because as long as I've known Jake's papa, he's always had AAA. I called Jim. He says, yeah, I'll be right there. So he comes to, you know, help me get my car unlocked. We call AAA to schedule roadside assistance. And the final question that they're now asking, now this is like just FYI, in case you guys don't know, if you have AAA, okay, Unless your tags are current, they will not come assist you in roadside assistance. Like the woman heard my location and she asked if I wanted them to send police. And I said, why would I want you to send police? She has to do a welfare check to make sure you're safe. I said, so you know that I'm in an unsafe neighborhood and you're not going to provide me roadside assistance unless you want to call for me. Then I'll have to pay out of pocket to the locksmith. Is that correct? She goes, yeah. And that doesn't sound like an agreement that was made in the policy Jim signed up for. So that sounds like a pretty good lawsuit. I'm just saying. It was not put in the terms and agreements. Okay. So. God, where the fuck are my tights? God, please help me find my tights. Amen. All right. Great. Now the hallway light doesn't work. Somebody keeps fucking with our electricity in this house. I swear to God. Anyway, um, I'm looking for my tights. Just one moment. Revisiting my steps. Where did I go when I got dressed last night? I got dressed in the bathroom. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to the story while I look for my fucking tights. So at that point, I'm just down Shit's Creek without a paddle. Like, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like... How am I going to get my car out of fucking felony flats without getting my shit stolen? Um, oh, no. 
my squish squish just got washed in the dryer and it's all in deflated bummer okay anyway um this is really pissing me off where the fuck are my tights anyway now i have to i'm gonna stop the podcast until i find my fucking i'll, I'll be right back i can't do it yo what up i'm back okay found my tights got them we're doing it we're doing the thing i'm doing it okay so I'm freaking out. I don't, I want to get my fucking car out of felony flats with the catalytic, catalytic, whatever converter. Okay. And my phone is in my car, by the way. So first I get out of the fucking store mart and this bitch named Brenda in a blue minivan gives me a ride to my house. Cause she's the sweetest person on the planet. And then I get to my house and my roommate is flipping shit because her and her boyfriend are in it. Like they are all the time in some fucking strange ass fight that I know nothing about. Okay. And then she's getting fucking mad at me for God knows what. And I'm like, whatever, dude, like I don't have fucking time for this. My car is literally sitting on the corner of felony flats and the time is ticking. So she's freaking out. She's storming around. She's fucking on one about me not bringing cigarettes back, which I didn't even fucking know she wanted me to bring to her. And then at that point I turn around and I say, fuck it. Like I turned around and she had left. And I was like, okay, well, like, cool, because I really needed help getting into my fucking car. And I came here to look for my um, my spare phone, which was also in my backpack, because I was going to FaceTime Jim or somebody. And then I realized it's still in my backpack. My spare key I can't find. I'm fucking pissed. I don't have a phone to call anyone. I have nobody and nothing. And she goes, don't you, uh, don't you have people that can help you? And I was like, yeah, my fucking phone's in the car. And then she left. And I was like, cool, dude. Thanks for the fucking help. <laughs> and then I and then I walk across the street to the neighbor's house because they're the only fucking people that are like nice people that are not flipping shit on their boyfriend at that point. And the only people that I know. So I turn around, I go across the street, I ask the neighbor, uh, his name is Jay, if I can use his phone and he's holding his adorable little fucking four-month-old baby boy and his cute little three-year-old standing there and they're just like sweet people like they're a cute family and he lets me use his phone I call Jim Jim says okay I'm coming then I walk all the way back up to the 82nd mark mind you I live off of 87 so that's five blocks in felony flats alone at night no weapons and and I make my way back through felony flats to get to my fucking car and then I get met with AAA and AAA says nope sorry can't help you your tags are expired fuck yourself and I was like great so at the, it was at that point that Jim started to give off the vibe of, because I asked him for money when I went to the hospital, because dude won the fucking lottery, okay? And when I was pregnant with his grandson, he told me at 18, if you ever need help, if you ever need anything, you can come to me and I will always help you. And I usually don't ask him. I usually don't fucking ask him. And, and it's obviously, it's been a long fucking time. Um, but I didn't realize people were hitting him up for money all the time, especially because of the, you know, the pandemic. So when I went to the hospital and I got out, he was like, yo, that's not cool. I'm not doing this anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? You haven't lent me money in like years. (laughs) Like, I don't understand. And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm on a policy of not giving anything out to anybody now because everybody's fucking ringing me dry. And I said, okay, it's cool, man. I'll figure it out. So when I called him for help, 
I knew not to ask him for money, okay? Mind you, I'm using his service already, so he's already making me feel like a low-key piece of shit because I don't have AAA and he does. And he's like, all right, I'm about to let you use my card now. Like, And that felt like that for me mainly because, you know, I mean, I'm 36 this month on the 20th. And like... I just want to be in a place right now where I'm stable. And I know because my life fucking blew up and I'm struggling with addiction and mental health, this shit is not going to come easy to me, okay? But it doesn't feel good to ask for anything, period. And unfortunately, I'm kind of surrounded uh, by a lot of dickheads. The only person so far who hasn't been a total dick to me is Justin. Um, like consistently, he's never been a dick to me. He's always been very kind and loving. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So... In a nutshell, Jim starts to give off the vibe of like, great, now what is this going to cost me? And I turn around and I'm like, not your fucking problem. I didn't say it, but I said, okay, thanks, Jim. And I got out of the car and I didn't say shit to him. I just said, thanks. Have a good night. I'll talk to you later. And I got out of the car and I knew that I was alone in felony flats with nobody to help me. I couldn't call anybody. I didn't have any money. And what do I do? What do I do in moments like that? (laughs) I fucking pray. And when I pray, I say to God, please help me find someone that can help me get my car open. (sighs) And I turn around and across the parking lot, I see this girl with blue hair. And I was like, oh, blue hair, don't care. What? So I go, hey, blue hair. And so she turns around and she's walking with a little redhead. So this is going to sound real sketch, and I'm sorry to bother you, but I just locked my keys in my car, and I just got off the phone with AAA. My son's papa came all the way out here. I don't have a phone to call anybody, and AAA is not going to fucking help me because my tags are expired. So I've got, like, no way to get in my car, and I don't have any money. Do you happen to know how to get into cars? (laughs) Like, do you know anybody that knows how to get into a car? Because I'm about to smash my fucking window so I can save my catalytic converter. (laughs) Like, I don't know what I should do. Um, and so sometimes, like my friend Al sent me this video um, over Twitter uh, that basically just said, you know, uh, courage or no, 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 people aren't good to other people. And I said, I disagree with that because I've found nothing but love and kindness in my personal life. I mean, granted, there is K2, but fuck that bitch. And second, um, like all the people in my life that have brought blessings to me are good fucking people and they're good people to me. And even the Marisha fucking flipped shit on me, which we'll get into. Um, she's still a good person. She's, she's still been very good to me. So at this point I'm like, no, I disagree with that statement. But in the video, there was a statement made that said, We have taught ourselves as a society that hate is powerful. And it is. It is powerful. But you know what's fucking stronger than hate is love. Love is always going to be stronger. And it takes takes courage to love instead of hate. And to be vulnerable is to be brave. And these are the things that I've learned driving a bus in Portland, Oregon. (laughs) Okay? For eight years... I've done nothing but go in circles and study humans and look at the sky and understand patterns and transit in more than one fucking way. And 
because of this, I, I consider myself a little bit of a fucking specialist in the human department, okay? If you're very philosophical and you're smart enough to look at things and you can study patterns and timelines and transits, you can see that people are inherently good, but they do have bad qualities that happen when they're scared. And you'll have to, my, I'm like rushing trying to find my shit because I have to leave in like fucking five minutes. This is my daily routine. I swear to God, I'm so blessed in so many ways. Okay, so moving on back to the story. Okay, sorry. Let's put a pin on what I was just doing. I was doing something with that, but we'll just, we'll look at that another time. Um, well, let me get some water because I'm like fucking running around. I'm thirsty now. Oh my God, I have to clean my bathroom. So much shit to do this week. Okay, cool. Thanks. I needed that. <laughs> um, okay. Heater's on. Every time we turn the heat off, okay, because it's so fucking cold out, the, um, it takes like twice as much power to reheat the fucking house when you turn that shit off every fucking two hours. And every time I come home, that shit is turned off. And I've mentioned it before. I'm like, dude, that's costing Justin like a lot of money to keep turning it on and off like this. Like, I'm not going to fucking sleep in a 30-degree house, dude. So you got to keep that shit going at a low temp. But it doesn't seem to register because every fucking time I come home, the shit is off. And I know it's costing him like twice the amount in power. So um, ugh, I'm just annoyed at so much right now. This weekend was bullshit. It was absolutely stupid. And so um, I'm at this fucking place in the parking lot. And I asked the chick if she knew how to get into the car. Okay. And she's, like, the nicest fucking human. And she's like, yeah. You know what's funny? My boyfriend works at Jiffy Lube. And he's got the tools to break into a car without breaking the thing. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And she goes, no way. I'm serious as a heart attack. I said, that's fucking sweet. And so she's like, yeah, we're staying at the Del Monaco Inn. Or Del Rancho Inn. And if you want, you can come back with me to the hotel. And I will, uh, I'll get my boyfriend to help you and, and, um, and then we can send you on your way. And I was like, dude, thank you so much. So we're walking and I was like, this is the nicest thing ever. (laughs) And I was like, I literally just prayed to God that somebody could help me. And you're the first person that I see across the parking lot. And as I'm walking away, Jim shows up. Like he got out of his car. He was watching me yell across the parking lot, this chick, and then start walking off with them. And he was like, Kayla, are you going to be okay? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, they know how to get in the cars. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with them. And he was like, okay. And so he gets in his car and he drives off. And of course he doesn't check in because he feels guilty. Um, and I'm not gonna fucking check in because if you're gonna be a dick and you're gonna be griping on to your money, like, I'm sorry, but money is never going to save you. And I'm sorry that money also showed you the ugly side of your family. But the point is here, I I've never asked you for money unless I really fucking needed it. And when I did, you said no. And so that, that really like kind of left a mark with me. And I was like, okay, noted. Like, I understand now where you think your power is, but that's never going to be the power. And so, um, I let go. I was like, okay, like if that's, that's what it's going to come down to for you, I'm going to let you keep your money and I'm not going to bother you, but please do not expect me to be open with you about other things because you've already shown me what you think that I want from you. You, you're very skeptical of what I want and that's not a way I want to work with this world. So 
I just don't fuck with people like that. I'm sorry, I don't. I can't fuck with people that have an outlook like that. I just, I can't because it will, it will fuck my shit up and I got things to do here. So, um, God damn it. Why do I always lose the fucking cap to this brand of lipstick? This, what is this brand? What is it? What the fuck is it? Hold on. It's like Revlon. Yeah, this fucking cap. I bought the exact same tube of lipstick. For some fucking reason, my dumbass can't keep track of a tube of lipstick. Oh, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Anyway, I'm loading up my backpack because I'm, I'm about ready to bounce the fuck out of here. And um, Jim, you know, drives off and I, and I follow them back to this hotel room. So as I'm walking, I go, oh, what's your name, by the way? And she says, oh, my name's, my name's Kayla. And I start laughing. And I was like, dude, that's my name. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I go, yeah. I said, you know, it's even crazier than that. She goes, because she starts talking about how rare it is to find another Kayla. And how every Kayla she's met up until last year, she liked. And I didn't know what that meant until I said this. I said, well, you know, it's crazy. I said, last year, my ex called it quits with me over a girl named Kayla. <laughs> and she goes, shut up. She goes, my baby daddy left me for a fucking Makayla. And after that, I hated our name. <laughs> I started laughing. Um, and that's true because that's one of the reasons why I'm changing my fucking name. Because fuck that. And um, who the fuck is my God? Just suck. You know what? I'm going to call you. I'm going to get back to this when I get in the fucking car. Because I can't do this shit while I'm Hold on. <sighs> Thank God. Okay, so... I'm back. I'm in my car. I'm on my way to work. Uh, Marisha has not been home all night and I'm concerned for her safety because her boyfriend is incredibly abusive and she's got a restraining order. Yet she keeps fucking with them. She keeps fucking with them. And I'm so fucking sick of that shit. I can't even tell you. And so anyway, she's gone. She's been gone all night and I'm concerned. I hope she's safe. But I'm going to finish my goddamn story. Okay. I digress. (laughs) I don't actually digress. You'll find that. Anyway. Okay, so motherfucker gets into my car, right? Doesn't break it. God answers my prayers. Thank God. I'm finally in my fucking car. I can go home. It's been two hours. As I turn down 87th, I see Marisha's car come flying out the side street like a bat out of hell. And I'm concerned because I'm like, oh, shit. Because I know that her boyfriend, Andrew, just got to fucking town from Denver. And this guy's bad news bears, right? Like fucking bad. Like, he's beat the shit out of her and threatened to kill her and shit like that. And so I don't want him anywhere near my fucking house or her, yet alone my fucking kid. So I'm I'm about ready to fucking file a restraining order just for my own personal shit. And so I turn the corner. Marisha's flying down the fucking side street like a bat out of hell, like she's running from someone. And before I had left for the uh, market to get my car unlocked at the time I thought by AAA, Marisha slammed the hood of her car. And I said, what's the matter? And she goes, act like you didn't just fucking see Andrew yelling at me. I said, what are you talking about? She's like, you were standing there the whole time. I said, bitch, I just crossed the street. What the fuck are you yelling at me for? And she's like, uh, you were standing there and you saw everything. I said, I was at the neighbor's house using their fucking phone because when I told you I I didn't have a phone and I needed help getting in my car, you fucking left to go get cigarettes and you didn't say shit to me. 
You said nothing to me and he fucking bounced. And I didn't know where the fuck you went. So I went and I got a phone. I used my neighbor's phone. The people I bought the Popeyes for. Okay. And she was like, okay. And then she's like, no, not okay. And she's fucking yelling back at me and goes inside. And she's like, I'm calling Justin. And I was like, fucking good for you, bitch. I got to go get my car. (laughs) I don't give a fuck who you call, but I'm, I got, I got to go. So I'm walking, you know, up to the mark. I get in my car. I come back down the road. Marisha's barreling down the side street. And I'm, I'm like worried instantly. I'm worried because I don't know what the fuck's going on with Andrew. Like, it's just a shit show with them. So I, I, you know, I'm following her home. Like I'm hot on her tail because I want to know if I should be scared. Is he coming? Like, what are we doing? And so I'm, I'm like right up on her tail. She rolls into the house and it's Justin and his sister at the fucking house. And I'm like, great. Cause that usually denotes some type of crisis event. Okay. Which trust me, it fucking was. Okay. I get to the house. Marisha gets out of her car. She starts screaming bloody murder. What the fuck are you doing here? Blah, blah. Mind you, this is Justin's goddamn house. Okay. And she's screaming and she's like accusing me of not, um, wanting her there or some shit. And then she goes into the house And I'm talking to Justin and his sister and I'm like, I haven't met Deb yet. Okay. Not met this bitch. This is our first time meeting. And I, I was just explaining to the, to the two of them, like what just went down with my car. And I was laughing because I was like, dude, I just had some bullshit go down with my fucking car. And I explained how funny it was that the, the first fucking thing I did was pray. And I'm immediately met with a woman that knows exactly how to get my car who also has blue hair. And her name is also Kayla. And I was like, that's fucking like, what are the odds? What are the fucking odds? Just like, what are the odds that my dad's birthday is the day that Braylon was born? And the day that he died is Jacob's birthday. Like what the fuck, dude, what are the odds of that shit? And so, um, that's like story of my life though. I tell you what, when I fucking was in high school, Brent gave me a ride home uh, from a house party because we were being harassed by these dudes. And at the time, he had a girlfriend, so he wasn't, like, trying to mack on me. But he did think I was cute. And I don't remember. But he put it together through stories of what we were talking about. He's like, you look so familiar. Like, I don't know how I know you. And he placed it one night. And he's like, dude, I gave you a fucking ride home. Because when I told him, oh, I used to live in these apartments. He's like, it was you. I knew it was you. I didn't know where I knew. But that's my sister, Missy, lived right here in the same fucking building that I lived in. And that's the type of shit that I like deal with constant. Okay. What are the odds that fucking Brent would pick another bitch named Kayla from Alaska? Like, go fuck myself. Seriously. God damn. And I'm laughing because it was kind of ironic, you know, that car thing and how sweet it was that, you know, God provides and that like, like that tiny moment where you feel less alone in the universe because you can make some type of connection. Um, that happened. Now I'm thirsty because I've been talking. So just one sec while I grab a glass of water. And by water, I mean, let me take a sip of my brisk iced tea. It's so brisk, you guys. It's fucking brisk. <laughs> okay, just a sec. And I'm back. So I get to the house. Marisha comes fucking outside screaming after we talked with, you know, Justin and Deb for about 20 minutes. And she starts screaming at me. And she starts calling me a bitch. And she says that I obviously want to get her out of the house for some unforsaken reason. 
and it had to do with Andrew. And she said, I know you let him in last night. And I said, you gotta be fucking like, what? He was in the house last night. Like I'm, I don't want that motherfucker anywhere near me. Like this is bananas. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then Justin says, Oh, she thinks you're fucking Andrew. She thinks everybody's fucking Andrew. And I'm like, I'm not fucking Andrew. Like, uh, trust me, I would know if I was having sex because I probably wouldn't be such a cold, callous bitch right now. Okay. And so in a nutshell, I'm fucking chilling there getting screamed at by my roommate. Oh, this dude's got a sweet jacket. Oh, I like his jacket. That's something. Say what you want about Portland and our fucking shenanigans and fuckery. We are some well-dressed mofos, okay? We got that fucking fashion style on fleek. And so anyway, I'm getting screamed at and it starts to escalate, okay? Because then she's locked us out of the house. Justin's trying to get in the house. Deb decides she's just going to fucking go home because she's just hearing the same shit over and over and over again. And at that point, um, God fucking damn it. I'm trying to remember like the timeline. It was so chaotic and my adrenaline was pumping because of all the screaming. And it, it was, it was like triggering me, uh, from when I was like with Brad. Um, and so the screaming, like I, that's why I told Justin from jump. I said, look, I can't fucking live here if she lives here. And that was before I knew her. And then, of course, I wanted her to live there because she's the sweetest fucking person on the planet. When she's medicated. When she's medicated and she's not in a domestic violence situation with her piece of shit boyfriend, Andrew. She's the sweetest fucking... She's like the human version of Fluffy. Okay? I fucking love that bitch. I fuck with Marisha Heavy. Okay? And, like, I love her. I really fucking love her. And there has never been a point in time where I wanted her out of the house... I only suggested two days prior to this fucking incident that she should register with domestic violence shelter somewhere to get it on paper so she would qualify for resources in case Justin kicked her out. In case anything happened, she would be documented that she had domestic violence and she needed assistance, okay? I'm only thinking for her benefit financially. I'm trying to be smart because she doesn't know certain things, just like things I don't know. Like last night, our station agent, Ed, he helped me fucking figure out this piece of paper for sign up because I have sign up today at 1230, which it's like, you know, any minute I have to go see what's available. But, um, (sighs) okay. So I mentioned it to her and that is the seed that was planted in her head that made her suddenly start to get paranoid and assume I was fucking Andrew because I wanted her out of the picture or I wanted Justin all to myself or I don't fucking know. I'm not fucking anybody, okay? I am an asshole 90% of the time because I'm not fucking anybody. So, yeah, get off the Kayla's fucking my boyfriend goddamn thought process because that also would never happen because he's kind of a dick. Uh, Second of all, I don't do that to my fucking ladies, okay? And so moving along, all of it starts to like cloud together. There were death threats made against Justin. And at some point she locked herself in the house and screamed, help, help, he's trying to kill me, which he wasn't. She was just yelling that so somebody would call the cops on him. Um, And that pissed me off too. All that was fucking bullshit. And, um, And like really, she was the one being really abusive toward him. So I ensure that he's all right. And then she gets in her fucking car like an entitled bitch and drives off like she's allowed to do that to my fucking night after the bullshit that just happened at the market. Like you got to be fucking no bitch. Come back here. We're going to talk about this. 
And so she gets in her car and she drives away. Now, I put two and two together. I saw her barreling down that fucking side street. I know her boyfriend is homeless and he's living out of his truck because she fucking told me that shit. And not too long ago, he was parked in front of our fucking house for a long time until Justin told him that he had to move his car. So my guess is his shit's parked on the street over. That's why she was, because she's like a fucking baby to the tit, dude. Like, she got to have that Andrew, I swear to God. Like, Marisha, get off it, dude. He's bad. He's toxic as fuck, okay? If you're Superman, he's kryptonite. Get the fuck away from him, all right? And I think about it, and I realize, oh, that's why K2 was necessary, because I prayed to God that I could get away from Brent, because I was like the baby to the tit with Brent, okay? I was like the Superman and the kryptonite, both of us. It was back and forth. It was toxic. I didn't want it anymore. I couldn't do it anymore. It was breaking me in a million pieces because I still wanted it. No matter what, I always, I always love that guy. I'm always going to fucking love him no matter what. And it pisses me off hardcore, okay? Because I wish I didn't care. I'm trying my best. I realize all of his flaws now and I'm becoming lighter from the weight of letting that go. And I wish the same for Marisha, Okay. So she goes barreling down the fucking side street. Number one, you're not going to threaten the fucking life of my friend, yet alone the dude that's been supporting me and helping me through this time in my life, okay? You're not going to fucking threaten that guy. I don't give a fuck what he is to you. I don't care if you're fucking Siamese twins. You don't get to do that shit to the people in my life that I fuck with, okay? So I'm going to talk to you about it, okay? We're going to have a goddamn word. So I chase her down and I fucking, I see her goddamn car parked. I know where the fuck she is because I put two and two together. And I quickly saw immediately that she was at the fucking truck yelling at Andrew over some dumb shit, I'm sure. And I fuck because she's on one. She's clearly fucking on one. And I was like, dude, not today. You don't get to run around wreaking havoc on my fucking night when I was going to go home and make TikToks. I just had a lovely visit at the fucking play with all the people in my life who fucked me over. So I'm going to tell you right now, Saturday blue butthole like it fucking sucked ass okay because not only did I get locked out of my car and I got to be looked at like I was a piece of shit for my fucking kid's dad uh or grandpa sorry uh I realized immediately that now I get to deal with death threats and a domestic violence situation and I'm like fuck this so I chased her down I'm like listen I get out of my fucking car And she's yelling at Andrew because she's yelling the whole fucking time. That's all she was doing for the whole fucking hour she was at the house wreaking havoc on our lives. So then she goes and she's yelling at Andrew. And I fucking go up to her and I go, Marisha, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? And she was like, what? And I was like, no, you're being an asshole. And I want to know that you're not going to fucking follow through with that shit because that's Justin. Okay. That is the fucking father of your children. And you need to fucking respect that guy. And she's like, you know, why, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, no, fuck yourself, dude. Get the fuck out of my face. And I, she, Andrew, she's yelling at Andrew over some bitch named Amber. The fuck I care about. I don't care about your goddamn drama, dude. I'm here to set shit straight. You don't get to come to my fucking house and cause the shit like that in my home. Okay. This is my fucking home too. I live here too. You don't get to come wreak havoc on my fucking life and have me say nothing to you. So I'm going to be an asshole to you right now. So I turn around, I'm screaming at her. And finally I realize it's getting nowhere. And she's like, just fucking leave. And so I fucking left and I went back to the house to tell Justin, I handled it. I said, listen, I just went and I told her that shit wasn't fucking fly and I'm not going to deal with it. And it's, I'm going to put a fucking restraining order on her ass if she does this shit again. 
Cut to, she comes back. We're screaming at each other. At some point, she throws a fucking ottoman at me. I kick the ottoman, and it flies into the dining room table. Then she comes at me like she's going to fucking hit me. And I'm standing there going, what? Bitch, what? Let's go. And she did not expect that. She did not. I know she didn't. Because she suddenly, like, stepped back and was like, okay, I guess I can't be violent toward you. Because you'll fucking fight me, too. And she's tiny. She's a tiny little woman. And I would fucking crush her. So I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And that was my night on Saturday. It was nothing but just sheer chaos. And the next day, there's conversation between Justin and I. And he decides to come back to the house because things are calm when he's at the house. Andrew's not welcome to come by anytime. Marisha pulls less shit when, when Justin's there. Um... And so that, that was the conclusion we drew is that Justin would just come home. And I said, if any shit like that happens, I'm going to file a restraining order and she cannot come within, you know, 500 fucking feet from me. And that's going to be real problematic when I live in her fucking residence. Okay. She threw an ottoman at me. I have a witness. This is a vis- like a vi- like viable restraining order. Like I could get it. I could go in there and I could file that shit online and I'll get it. I'll get it if I fucking need to. But so far it was harmonious. I talked to her yesterday and she agreed that she would um, call the cops for the restraining order for Andrew. And, and that's the conclusion, but now she's missing. So welcome to my fucking shenanigans, but It was a lot, dude. It was exhausting. I had a lot of emotions after this weekend because of the whole thing with Brent and K2 and the family. And then I also got a call from one of the family members who was suicidal and crying on the phone with me and basically told me they fucking hated K2 and that's fine. I understand. It wasn't who you think it is. It was really shocking to me that I got a phone call from this person. So... It just goes to show when you're fucking vulnerable, there's a lot of authenticity that comes along with that. When you're fucking open about your struggle with addiction or you're open with your struggle and your heartbreak and the things that happen to you and the bullshit you will not put up with and you're establishing firm boundaries, it goes to show how far that that will take others. It, it, it encourages them to be brave as well. It encourages them to be vulnerable. It encourages them to be strong and step in their own authenticity. And then they're allowed to speak out their truth and raise others. And then we're not living in a world where hate is something that gives power. We're living in a world where love is something that denotes courage and authenticity. And then you pass that shit on in a fucking circle. And that's why I drive in fucking circles. So you see what I did there? That was cute, right? I know. I got to go inside. I love you. I hope you're having a good day. Thanks for listening to the drama. I hope there's no more of it, dude. There will not be more of it. I will not fuck with that shit. If Braylon was there, I would immediately leave. I never would have participated in any of that bullshit. And so far, it's been really calm. She apologized to me. Um, she agreed to go back on her meds and and get the restraining order. So if all those things hold, then great. Fucking awesome. But if, bitch, you want to play bet, let's go. Let's fucking go. Because I'm not going to do this shit today. And I'm not going to do it tomorrow. I certainly didn't do it yesterday or Saturday. So let's let's keep this shit going in a positive direction as opposed to what that shit show was. Because that was a nightmare. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.